0: Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back. And I believe you have brought an idea for a discussion today. I have. So
1: full disclosure, sometimes when we discuss episode ideas, you know, because we're always texting and chatting and stuff, we'll just shoot ideas across. Sometimes there's some research that goes in, like we just read a book and so we're thinking about this Mm -hmm. or this, this is one that just occurred to me and it, it is going to be an exploratory conversation. Great. But like, you can see, I don't have notes. I have a rough idea of the kinds of questions that I'm asking that I'd like to just bounce off you and maybe together we can okay. just sort of explore the territory here. I was, um, you guys know, we just had a kid. Ollie is, I should know how old he is now, 11 weeks, nearly 12 weeks. And so I've been hanging out with the baby a lot. And um, I've been thinking about, you know, How vulnerable babies are Obviously they're completely dependent on you He can't He can really not do much at all He Mm -hmm. can hold his head up And he can scream And and he can smile But that's about it Can't feed himself or anything And I've been thinking about Vulnerability as An aspect of the human experience You know uh, You've given your whole speech on this podcast About like Your approach As a religious inquirer Is to start by looking at the human condition. What Mm. what kind of thing am I? What kind of situation am I in? Um, And one of the things that is facing all of us is this idea of vulnerability, which, you know, death ultimately is what's Mm -hmm. facing us. But along the way, plenty of suffering and ways that we have limitations. We are are limited creatures and we are susceptible to pain, suffering. And um, I guess I just... I'm also aware as we're heading into this Christmas season, we're doing a lot of stuff with church and, and thinking about Jesus as the revelation of what God is like and this whole story of, of God becoming a human, God becoming a baby, um, implies with it that God at least somehow, at some point, really became very vulnerable.
0: Just as much as Ollie is now.
1: Just as much as Ollie is now. Right, this is the thought I've been having. As I'm holding him, it's like, man... At some point, Jesus was as vulnerable and dependent as this. And what is there anything there that we can learn about God's vulnerability? Um, mm-hmm. If Jesus is the clearest revelation we have of what God is like, which I think he is, that's how I talk about Jesus. I think he is the clearest picture we have of what God's like. Um, then what does Jesus' vulnerability and limitations in humanity have to say about God's character? So that's sort of the, the big pick. That's how I, it came to me. That's how I want to explore it. Um, but I don't know how this conversation will go. I don't know which rabbit trails yeah. will go down.
0: <clears throat> well, one, we can maybe we can quickly touch on and then depart from it just because it's a little bit wacky. Yeah. Or too like, philosopher question. But you might ask, like, so vulnerability is, like, what could or what might happen to me to cause pain or suffering? So you might ask uh could Mary have just dropped baby Jesus right on his head I and know that's the end
1: there's so much that could have gone wrong actually yeah. <laughs> just, just all the
0: ways <laughs> that goes wrong tragically now, yeah. in human affairs yeah, yeah yeah could that have happened to Jesus mm-hmm. so now we get into what is what do you mean by could and the modality of human language some i've heard i've seen- or read some theologians say no jesus could that could not have happened due to like is that like a providence yes. fatalism thing? Like, yes. sorry, that's not how the story is. It was goes. part of the divine plan. Jesus yeah. had to die <laughs> on the cross specifically. Right. Um, so
1: if he died some other way, it wouldn't be atoning. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he tripped and fell, right. no good. Doesn't <laughs> count. Just, so you have to incarnate again. Yeah. More of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think the more nuanced view would be sh- uh, sure, like, could, in the sense
1: of, he could have stubbed his toe and like, like in the sense that he was or, truly human,
0: or could, really could have mm. perished a different way, but just did not, didn't do it. Yeah.
1: It was a real possibility, but he didn't.
0: Providence, in the sense of orchestrating things so that it didn't occur, mm-hmm. rather than it could not have. Yeah, yeah, right, fair right. enough. Yeah, yep. But I think I feel like your question digs deeper than that, mm-hmm.
1: and I I can hear somebody responding, maybe it's your voice I'm hearing, saying, yes Jesus was vulnerable in his human nature, but not in his divine nature. And I guess that's where I may be, obviously hypostatic union, human divine nature, how those things even work is mm-hmm. something of a mystery. But I'm, I'm not so quick to make that jump. I'm, I'm not so convinced that God divorced from his human incarnation is totally invulnerable. I think there are some ways that God might be vulnerable as opposed to... Divine vulnerability, you're wondering about. Yeah, that's what I want to know about. Because we talk a lot about God Almighty uh, and his strength and power, all of what he can do. Rarely do we talk about God all vulnerable or in what ways has he made himself susceptible to pain, um, suffering. And is it only in the kenosis, only in the, the divine emptying, only in the incarnation that that happens? Or, like, right now, is God, as spirit, as mind, is God vulnerable in some way? Um, so, my immediate thought, and I'll just throw this at you and see what you think. It seems to me like the idea of, obviously, physical vulnerability doesn't make much sense when you're not talking about a physical being. So, mm-hmm. we can sort of rule it like, can God die? Okay, mate. Well, in the sense that God is the ground of being, if he is, probably not. Um, But can he experience emotional pain? Can he, I mean, can he grieve? Um, Is he vulnerable in those ways? In the same way that like socially we are vulnerable, my friends, people I have relationships with can hurt me. That's part of the nature Mm -hmm. of relationship is that same sort of vulnerability going on with God where he's genuinely able to be hurt by me?
0: Can I hurt God? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Maybe just start with the scriptural perspective. I mean, I think an immediate clear answer that when I read just, if you were to read any given big block of text, Mm -hmm. you see Yahweh, even in the old Testament. So forget incarnation yet. Um, the, God burned in his anger against the Israelites for worshiping other gods. Mm. Or God heard the cries of his people, Israel, in slavery in Egypt and sought a way to deliver them. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways that it seems like the character that of God as portrayed in these scriptural stories is perturbable. Mm-hmm. Is um, By that I mean, I guess his emotional needle is moved mm-hmm. by human action. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on what people do, God has emotive responses. That's how it's written about yeah, in scripture
1: that he is either grieved or pleased or I think a whole gamut that he has a, s- a spectrum there.
0: Yeah. Is
1: that just part and parcel of what it means to be like a person to be relatable? Um, and sorry by relatable, I mean to have relationship with mm-hmm. is that you I'm trying to picture what it would be like if that wasn't the case if we're talking about a personal God, a God that can be known that has right. some kind of a character, some mm-hmm. kind of a personality, what would it mean if his emotional needle was never moved or it did doesn't have emotions yeah. didn't think about you a certain way
0: interestingly, um, I think we get some pushback fr- uh within the Christian camp, which Mm. is, man, it just gets tricky and and bizarre that I feel like in this, we don't often kind of take maybe the traditional stance here on this podcast all the time, but I feel like this is where scripture does get it right. Um, You get pushback from like the Calvinist camp, basically, Uh. where if it's the case that everything is preordained Uh, Is both planned and rendered certain by God. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the shorthand. Then it is kind of weird on that view for God to have these wild kind of emotional reactions because He's the one who did it. Yeah.
1: Why are you mad? There shouldn't be surprise. There shouldn't really be grief if it's like you planned all of this, man.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like so. There. I think so. Another way of putting it is. I do think there's tension between an absolute meticulous sovereignty over human affairs, and uh, the perturbability of God, or what? How do we want to call it? The um, emotional, hmm. yeah, no, I know reactions. What you're yeah, you're saying there's
1: a tension there. Well, I think one has to. They're give. at odds.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do think that.
1: Yep. Do you? Lo- um. Okay. So I was gonna ask, what do you lose by?
0: I mean, I. <laughs> For it's, you can't really fight that with pointing out human. Like I get frustrated by stuff that I do. Yeah, but that's because I can be wrong about things. You know, we're talking about God, who is traditionally thought to be, at least according to them, would be infallible. He's planning it. and Not perfectly only isn't executed. wrong, but couldn't be wrong. And so, why would you be upset by the, only, the things yeah. that you're doing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So your view of providence influences maybe influences the, this.
1: Yep. Um, I am curious how, how this stacks up against, and I just don't know enough, Mm -hmm. how this stacks up against other religions, other worldviews, other concepts of God. Is it, are there other, does Jesus stand alone unique in, I mean, that's what was so scandalous, right? About his message, this idea, his claim to be God. And at the same time, to be as limited as any human. I mean, he's doing miracles and stuff, I guess. But mm-hmm. you know, everyone looking at him says, "You're just a dude." Like, I'm looking at you, are not God. You know, I just see that you're a man. Um, I'm wondering, are there any
0: other this yeah, about incarnation? Yeah, and other views.
1: Yeah, or or per, can we call it perturbability, vulnerability, limitation? God as limited. Does that does that show up in any other?
0: Well, insofar as like the Abrahamic religions. I think you can easily get there with Judaism and and Islam. Yep. Yep. And they might have different uh, emotional character profiles. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. We Mm -hmm. can go down that whole rabbit trail. But uh, other major world religions. Buddhism is a tough one. Um, In some ways, like, the view is kind of we're all everything. God is incarnate everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't really make
1: a claim about God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wish I knew the Latin root or Greek root for the word vulnerability because mm. that has such a, I mean, it, it carries like a negative connotation. Like yeah. you could be wounded or you could be hurt, but really, um, and I think maybe what you're getting out of the Jordan Peterson stuff is, and what you love most about the kid, maybe that's why I kept falling back to the uh, perturbability, like the ability to be influenced, yeah. to be changed, to be mutable. Um, that, that is what is the, the foundation to even really like something at all or to, and to be wanting to invest in it. Cause by your labors, by your actions, you can move the needle on how things will go. Yeah. So I like that about my kids. Yeah. You know, if they were automaton, what's the opposite of being vulnerable? Uh, invulnerable like you can't be impervious. you can't be affected you're impervious you're yeah uh immutable yeah that is not super interesting
1: now wasn't immutability isn't that a classic trait of it is god yeah um, he doesn't change that is yeah man we can't mean that we can't mean that literally <clears throat> no change occurs in the mind of god Ooh. what does it mean to interact with a person like you just said a second ago if you can be influenced mhm You are being influenced right now. I'm speaking to you. Your brain is processing. Ideas are populating. You're going to respond in a moment. Like, that's just what a relationship is. So if I'm supposed to have that kind of a thing with God, he can't just be an immutable, unchanging, frozen in stasis, divine being who does nothing. Like, am I misunderstanding immutability
0: there? Uh, I feel out of my depth on that one. Uh, I don't don't want to mischaracterize. Yeah, I feel like a nuanced theologian would... Obviously people who hold
1: immutability still think god acts i think right? so they're not just saying he's a frozen impersonal force or something
0: well that's when i want to leave space that there are people that think that like the sure. kind of the god of the philosophers just the ideal the good mm-hmm. uh the true beautiful good it's just kind of this like an abstract yeah something to aim at and in that way they would maybe see our attempts at relationship and prayer as futile. Futile. But I think the crowd we're speaking to and most interacting with might be on board with that. Yeah. Would would not like Sorry that. I
1: mean would be on board with prayer and like yes, yes, yes.
0: trying to interact with this God mm-hmm. <laughs> if he exists. Yeah. Um so I guess maybe piggybacking on what off you're saying about finding the vulnerabil the vulnerability, the mutability, the the changeability in your son is what draws you there is also what draws me to relationship with God Mm. Mm -hmm. I think it's a yeah it just seems like a precondition for relationship the ability to be influenced
1: and and the ability to like like I think we've talked about this on other episodes, but
0: yeah, I want I wish I could know how, okay. Like the same, the same uh, mechanism that's allowing you to be wounded allows you to be benefited and to grow. Vulnerability isn't just this negative say, status. Yeah, say more about that. That's, what you? I've been, that's, that's another way of saying what I've been trying to say. Mm. Um, well, I found that way more helpful. Okay. So <laughs> say more like that. Uh let me see. Another synonym. You're saying it's the same
1: mechanic that produces vulnerability, also allows space for growth and development. The
0: very same property that we possess that allows us to be harmed is the very, is is actually the exact same thing that allows us to be to grow, to benefit. Totally. That seems right to me. Like yeah. if if we're saying that and so it's worth the trade. I am mean, in my opinion, I know that some like the we did the whole podcast on the anti-natalists, mm-hmm. and they would take the uh, they would say that's not worth the trade-off. They they have this view that harm is fundamentally worse than the good. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's not but, one for one. And I am, I like, guess, not saying that. Yeah. Maybe maybe I am saying it's one for one. Sure. Yeah. I'll run with that, and that, um. I guess it's an open question, maybe in individual lives. Yeah. And I would hope that if a, the, a God as rescuer would sort out the cosmos in such a way that it is on the whole better than worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say it's worth, yeah, having this feature of us. Mm-hmm. Which I am tempted to just kind of build into agency, free will, vulnerability. It's all the same thing we're talking about the soul that's interesting man or is that just nonsense
1: well just so that you would yeah rap i guess when i think about vulnerability i'm not think. you said you have it tied really closely to agency like just what it means to be a person i think about it in terms of um like limitation that's what clicked for me a moment ago when you talked about vulnerability and growth ah. both being the product of limitation like you you start life small and short and not very strong mm-hmm. and you grow and you get strong but you're vulnerable while you're short and not very strong you know what I mean yeah. um, so the thing the same the same mechanism that allows there to be room for growth which is what we love to see in like our children as he grows up and develops that's so um, oh what's the word I don't know it's captivating to watch that mm-hmm. um, but that can't happen without vulnerability being a possibility, like that's on the table. I think so. As part of our experience.
0: That makes sense to me.
1: I'd be curious. I don't know if this is, we, we would be speculating and I don't know who will find this speculating, sh- speculation interesting. But when we talk about the mind of God and him being perturbable, vulnerable, able to feel things, like emotions, this is where it just gets tricky. Yeah. Emotions seem like a physical thing to me. I feel it here, or I feel it a little bit lower, or it's like it's a mental state. It's in like my maybe they influence each other. My my mind, the kinds of
0: psychosomatic. It is
1: something like that, and it maybe it's symbiotic. Maybe it goes both ways, the causal relationship. But like when I'm in a funk, the kinds of things I'm thinking about are different because I'm sort of in this zone where like all I can think about is the negative, or all I can think about is what's upsetting me, or and I've got this feeling like in my body that I would call resentment or anger or whatever it is. How does that, how does that carry over to God? If we're saying God is personal, so you can mm-hmm. relate to him, you can, you can say stuff to him. He might say stuff back. He has thoughts about what you say and how, how you're acting. Like if he's a full-fledged personality. What does it mean really for him to feel things? Does he experience... He's not subject to the same sort of brain issues that I am where I can have chemical imbalances and weird neurons that aren't firing right and I'm like stuck in a thought loop or whatever. Presumably he doesn't... He has clarity of thought, you would hope.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Right.
1: And he doesn't have a body. We can argue about Jesus and ascension and where he is and where his body is, but um, he's Mm -hmm. not feeling grieved in his chest so when the author in scripture says it, it grieved the heart of God, what do we really mean? Is that an anthropomorphization so that we can sort of understand? Oh, God wasn't pleased with that. But I don't know. Does God experience emotion, I guess, is what I'm asking. I just don't even know how, what that would look like since he doesn't have a brain or well, a body. It wouldn't body. look like, like anything because right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those uh, we just did...
1: Or is it just a way of talking and we don't actually mean it?
0: Yeah, again in that Calvinist episode, we that was where we talked a bit about the difference between mystery and contradiction. Yeah, this would be another one that's mysterious. I mean, this is an issue for, I mean, separate religion for a second. This is just like in the mind body. Mind body. Yeah, yeah. In philosophy of mind, Mm -hmm. Um, is it even uh, does it even make sense to utter the concept a disembodied mind? Right, kind of what you are asking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that a possible thing if if we are minds that are embodied and we're making sense of um the mental and the physical relationship there how does that work mm-hmm. with a disembodied mind yeah. of which god is one we would think and the angels perhaps and demons um yeah uh, i don't know that's mysterious to me I, i've never encountered something like that i wasn't
1: that. expecting you to be like well here's how it works
0: like it's but, i mean but to be it's careful, not a, it's like, not
1: a defeater to this view that god is an unembodied mind like we it's not that's not enough of a problem for us to go, well, God can't be personal because he's not experiencing emotion or.
0: Yeah. And this is kind of interesting too, as a aside on. uh, Fighting fair in philosophy and argumentation. Like, what do you really, what are you demanding or asking for Like, show me how it works. Well, I can't. It's a, the claim is that a spirit that is a, a spiritual substance, a simple thing, like a, a point on a, a graph, let's say. It's mm-hmm. like, um, sh- tell me what parts you're doing. What? Well, it doesn't have parts. Yeah, right. You're you're asking for something that, on my view, I can't provide, and that's not a mark against the view. You're ask, you know what I mean? It's, that's um, fascinating.
1: I hadn't thought about this the simplicity like that. We're saying God is not complex. He's not made up of parts.
0: Mm-hmm. That goes now. That's I wanted to bring that in earlier on the immutability. Part, but I felt out of my depth a bit. Mm-hmm. That's typically where that comes from. The idea that you kind of need parts that are doing different things in order to change. I think mm. that's where like the scholastic <clears throat> medieval guys came up with the mutability. Right. Okay. God is a simple substance, and there's no there's no locus for change. So nothing that could change. Yeah. 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 I mean it's a good question. Can minds be disembodied? Uh, we've done
1: it, we've done an episode on Mind Body Problem. Specifically on that, I'm or is not, it just we've swerved into it? A few yeah, times.
0: we've just touched on it a few times. Yeah,
1: surely you taught this in college, right?
0: Uh, a bit. There would be a unit. So maybe an intro to philosophy. Maybe we should do a unit. Yeah, one time <laughs> we should do an episode um, on that. So here you have. This is where you get arguments from um, near-death experiences, reports of that, mm. and that that seems to suggest that you're having a mental experience apart from your body. After all, you're in a coma, let's say, and mm-hmm. you're... I mean, these are just reports, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, for what they're worth. And they're reporting seeing themselves on the, uh, whatever, the hospital the gurney, bed. Yeah. Or they, they say the other room had a purple flower in it. And like, yeah. How could you possibly How could we know?
1: Because I flew above the room. Yeah, yeah. I went through the vents.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah, let's just say... I mean, that's why it's kind of like at a standstill in the philosophy of Mayan literature. There's no ri- way to truly disprove mm-hmm. in any meaningful way that a mind, a disembodied mind could exist and have all the mental faculties that, that we do mm. now. That's not to say that. So how about the, let me throw this at you. Mm. Um, there's that line. Oh man, I hope it's in Hebrews. Cause that's what I want to say. It is where the author states that Jesus kind of like can commiserate with us that he he's experienced all the same tribulations that we have in virtue of being human
1: yet without sin.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, so that we can have confidence that he faced the same things and had this genuine human life. Yeah. You know, he was truly human. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I've read, or we can just think together that, well, by implication, it could be that before the incarnation, God did lack, some acquaintance knowledge of the, what it's like to be limited or something. i uh, just even uh, um, get a hangnail Pain physical pain.
1: Yeah. The firsthand experience of it.
0: That might be an implication for like when we take seriously that God is a disembodied mind, a mm-hmm. soul,
1: a spirit, then the experience of a body was new for God. Yeah.
0: And so this, now that you're bringing in claims about omniscience, does God know everything that's possible to know? Well, prior to incarnation, was it possible for God to know the feeling of a thorn going in the flesh? Uh, I don't know. It yeah. seems like you need a body to know that. To know that. Does God know what it's like to be a bat, to have echolocation? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't... He's not a bat. It's tough to know, (laughs) unless
1: you are a bat, (laughs) what it's like to be a bat.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Man, this is the stuff. (laughs) This is the stuff that's like... (laughs) After a while, I'm just like, what am I spending my time thinking about here? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Okay.
0: But what it does is, uh, I think these kind of exercises... Help you grow in your intellectual virtue, mm. if I may be so bold, you may. into being more open, more humble about your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'll encounter people that when they haven't thought about this kind of thing, just kind of will throw out these phrases. Yeah. God knows everything. <clears throat> well, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Yeah. You know, and how does that relate to how God has changed over time and done certain things? Did God ever learn? Right, and discover things, yeah, yeah, and this ties in like to our open theist response in one of the previous ones, God's knowledge of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting how theological topics it's an enormous intersect.
1: Venn diagram with a lot of overlap that happens, mm-hmm. so you pull on one thread and you find yourself asking ten other questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, like just even the, the question on on the table today is God vulnerable? Well, there's a lot of ways that you can take on or be influenced. Like, mm-hmm. like can God learn things? Yeah. That's a type of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I can both forget and learn. Forgetfulness
1: and that, is a real vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. It's one of mine. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's good, man. All right. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything more to add? I don't know if I have much more to no, add. No, but-
0: Now I'm just getting into question everything mode <laughs> yeah i know loving out questions so yeah maybe we'll
1: maybe we'll land the plane there but i just yeah i had i i got to thinking about it it's just been on my mind what what do we have to learn what does jesus vulnerability have to say about god's heart towards us t- towards humanity um and what and how can How do I come to terms with my own vulnerability? It's part of, I think, the search for a rescuer, like Mm -hmm. that we've talked about so many times. Part of the reason I'm a religious inquirer is because I find myself vulnerable and in need of rescue in some ways. So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe as another final thought, like why, like you were saying, why, what, why do I spend my time thinking about this? Or well, (laughs) you have to remember, like I don't know who's listening, and no. and and when, but people have a lot of different backgrounds, man. I mean, you've got people coming from religious backgrounds where they were never taught that God has any emotions. This could be brand new for somebody to to think about God as being like them in this way. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of traditions where God is so other. He's so not like you at all. You're something really kind of dirty and rotten and messed up. And he's way, way out there. And you have these emotions, and God is this pristine, rational figure who's never perturbed, and just makes okay, and He's gonna make these decrees, and Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know about that, dude. Yeah. So this is helpful, I think, for some. Well, no, what do you mean? Like, God is a spirit; He's a person, Mm -hmm. and you're a person. Is it that far of a stretch to think that God has emotions? And so now. And that he's inviting you into a real relationship. It's yeah. not just a list of duties in a book. Yep. Go uh don't forsake the coming together of the brethren. So go to church. Uh yeah. and and tithe or whatever it is. But no, he's like wants you to to listen and to speak to you through the Holy Spirit if I could be so mystical and, yeah. and crazy. Yeah, you can. Um and that you can um you can please God. Like God can be happy about something you're doing and maybe be not so happy. Right. Or, and not in the sense that, like, now he's going to kick your butt into hell. No. Like, man, I wish Clint would have, like, got a whole, like, made a better choice there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, I, to me, like, and I've thought about God this way for a while. So, I'm not, like, experiencing this profound moment necessarily. But for some, maybe, like, they are. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. That God is this kind of dynamic being, or at least with that thought on the table, wrestle with that. Yeah. Um, maybe it could be that ultimate reality really is that way. Yeah. And that I think is good news.
1: That's good, dude. I appreciate you saying that. Cause I do, I do sometimes forget.
0: It's not just spinning your wheels and totally speculative. Like it, it matters for people. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Thank you. All
1: right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for letting us explore that together. Why'd you laugh? No, no. It was good. I liked that <laughs> riff. That was good. I just don't have anything to make it better. Nothing to add. So thanks for listening. Uh, as always, you can join the conversation. That's kind of what we want you to do. So you can write to us, mailbag at openatruth.com or leave a comment if you're watching this video on YouTube um, and we'll get back to you. Anything else they should know about? That's it. No, that's it. That's great. There's a blog. Maybe you like to read. Go subscribe to that. Openatruth.com slash subscribe think that's it. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. Stay curious.